We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the way, hit it hard, rebound, batted around. It's taken by Luka. He hits! He hits! With a second to go as he hits the deck. Tie 115. It worked! It totally worked! 10 assists, 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played. And now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. Hi, this is Luka Doncic, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, rejoined, by my co-host, Drew Johnson. Uh, you can find both of us on Twitter. I'm at Dalton underscore Trigg. DJ is at CoachDrew33. And DJ, the Mavs, right out of the All-Star break, they they needed the All-Star break. They they limped into it with a three-game losing streak. All three games were close. Um, and they come out and they got a big win against the San Antonio Spurs at AAC on Thursday night. And given the Spurs are awful. But I watched Luka have to score 50 points earlier this season just to squeak by the Spurs. So <laughs> I, I will take a 142 to 116 blowout win over the Spurs versus, you know, with Luca only having to score 28, then Luca having to score 50 and barely squeaking by the Spurs. So that was good. Uh, you know, they were only up nine heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, but, you know, during those non Luca minutes, you know, he always rests to start the fourth quarter and then he usually comes back around the six minute mark. But Kyrie Irving is on the team now and he led the charge at the start of the fourth quarter, which is his time. He is Mr. Fourth Quarter. He uh you know he just changes it to a whole different gear. And he led a surge at the start of that fourth quarter. He only finished with 23 points and uh and six assists but he was a team high plus 34 on the night. Uh, and he had he got it to where the Mavs, they, they blew the lead open, and Luka never even had to set foot on the court again in the fourth quarter, which is amazing. So this is part of the, you know, the, the upside to having another star player. This is something, this is a luxury that this team didn't have uh, in the first part of this season. So, uh, the Mavs, they, they get off their losing streak. They get a, a, a nice win at home. 
you know, 142 points. It was a season high for them. Uh, the previous high, according to Mavs PR, because it's not like I'm going to look this up myself uh, <laughs> right now, was 137 points at Memphis, and that was the second game of the season. So uh, good for them. It says Dallas improved to 19 and four in franchise history when scoring 140 points. So you hear that, guys? Just go out and score 140 points every night, and you know you should be good. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> but DJ, what are your initial thoughts from that that Mavs Spurs game? Obviously, like I said, you know it's the Spurs. You expect them to win. The Spurs are a lottery bound team. But, you know, they do have Coach Popovich. They have uh, players who have shown that they can play hard at times. Uh, they almost beat the Mavs earlier this season. So uh, what are your initial thoughts on that? And just on the Kyrie Irving addition in general and what you're seeing from, from this offense now. Well, what I'll say is this, you know, as far as the difference is concerned, you can just look at the two games alone. You can look at the amount that Luke is having to play, the amount that Luke is actually having to do. Um, is substantially less, and that's going to pay dividends down the stretch of the season, especially whenever it comes playoff time, when both players are uh, are fresh down the stretch. Um, and it's like you said, Kyrie Irving specializes in the, in the fourth quarter, and he did exactly that, um, and the game wasn't even close. So hopefully, you know, obviously there was going to be a small period of time where everyone was going to have to get acclimated to playing with each other. Um Hopefully that period has passed and uh, get off Harles. Jeez. I'm sorry. My, my cat's interrupting, <clears throat> but um, hopefully that period has passed and uh, you know, we can continue to uh, keep this thing rolling. Um, I will say that, you know, just based off what I've read and what I've seen, it seems that the Luca Kyrie duo is starting to really take shape, not just on the floor, but also off it. Um, apparently they had an opportunity to really hang out and get to know each other in Salt Lake city. Uh, so, you know, that's a plus. Um, and I think that the more that each individual buys into each other, the, uh, the better this whole thing is going to turn out. And I think it's going to keep – because Kyrie, you know, the, obviously they bonded over All-Star weekend. And, you know, Kyrie, he kind of alluded to it after the All-Star game that during this six-game home stretch that the Mavs are on. Because, I mean, when, when the trade happened and Kyrie came over, they were on the road. They were in the middle of a five-game road trip. Uh, and then, you know, they came home for one quick game against the Timberwolves, and then they were back on the road at, at Denver to finish out the – the, the pre-All-Star stretch, and then you had a week-long All-Star break. So they really haven't had a chance to to bond as much at home, but now they have a chance to do so. And Kyrie kind of alluded to the uh, to the idea that they're going to get their, their families together and, and have dinner and stuff like that during this home stretch. So you love to hear stuff like that. Uh, obviously, Kyrie, I mean – Look, we all know the the struggles he's had in the past and the, you know, the stuff that he's, uh, you know, all the controversial stuff that he's been through that's, uh, it's it's the stuff that's considered baggage, you know. When, when the Mavs made the trade, everybody thought it was a risk. Well, Nico Harrison, when he was asked about it, he was just like, I didn't see a risk. It's like, <laughs> you know, you're – 
you're trading two role players and a first round pick in a couple of seconds, but essentially you're pl- you're trading two role players and a first round pick for one of the best players in the game, mm-hmm. uh, who is still you know just thirty years old. So he didn't see it as much of a risk. I'm starting to see what he was seeing because you know even if let's let's people want to say oh well you know a couple years down the road it might not be the same. You're just in the honeymoon period. I mean, yeah, I can see that, but I mean, why would you not want to ride out that feeling? You know, he he seems genuinely happy to be in a new situation, to be away from the the Brooklyn media, which can be just you know, right. I'm not I'm not saying Kyrie didn't you know put himself in those situations with some of the stuff that happened <laughs> while he was with Brooklyn, but. I will say that when that stuff does happen, the Brooklyn media can be absolutely ruthless. So uh, I'm sure he's happy to get away from that, uh, to have a fresh start, to be playing with you know a guy like Luca and a coach and Jason Kidd that he has looked up to uh, throughout his life uh, and respects. And then obviously he has the relationship with Nico Harrison from his Nike days. You know, Nico was uh, you know part of the reason why Kyrie got his his shoe deal. Uh, so there's a lot of things working there. You know, it, there were clips of Kyrie uh, hanging out and talking with Mark Cuban during yep. All-Star Weekend. I mean, it's just all around, it just seems like a really good situation for him. So, uh, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Mavs that this seems to have worked out so far. The offense is is high octane. It It yeah. is – it's something that, you know, they're they're going to be – I know I joked when I said, you know, they need to just score 140 every game. I feel like that is at least, you know, 125-plus a game I feel like is a, attainable for this team now uh, given the way the team's set up. Now, the defense is lacking, but, you know, even last night you can kind of see where the Mavs are starting to – trust each other a little bit more on the defensive end. Now, not for the entire game, but there are certain stretches where the team played really good defense. And that's really going to take a notch up as soon as Maxi Kleba comes back. They expected him to come back uh, right after the All-Star break. He wasn't quite ready. He might be ready by Sunday when the Mavs take on the Lakers, and we'll preview that here in just a little bit. But uh, until then, though, you know, all these other guys, they got to – uh, you know, figure out the perimeter defense. And one thing that has helped with that DJ is the addition of Justin Holiday, who made his debut with the Mavs uh, on Thursday night. And he only played – he played 21 minutes off the bench, but he was five of six from three. And most of those were corner threes, and they were wide open corner threes. It's probably the most wide open shots he's ever had in his life. Uh, and he scored 15 points off the bench, was a plus 20 – in the game, uh, you know, just uh, there was talks of he might have played in Denver before the All-Star break, but he was literally just off the plane. That would have been unfair to force him into that situation. But first game in Dallas as a Maverick, 15 points off the bench, almost perfect from three, played some real tenacious defense. And, and you know, that's like a holiday family tradition. Yep. You have to – you have to be a tenacious defender if you're going to be a holiday brother. 
so that was really nice to see. Uh, it, 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 when I was watching that, and I'm not, I'm not comparing the two. You know, I'm not saying they're on the same level currently. But when I was watching Holiday last night, I was thinking, you know what? He's fitting into Dorian Finney-Smith's role pretty good in this game. <laughs> so, uh, what what do you think about Holiday's performance and what his, you know, not just his on-court play, but his veteran leadership could bring to this team? Well, I got to say, I do think that his ceiling will be a uh, a very similar player to what Dorian Finney-Smith was. Um, obviously, we're not there yet, but you see glimpses. Um, you know, he's an obvious three and D kind of guy, really good defender, which is what this team needs, uh, being such an offensive oriented team, but, you know, taking a step back and just talking about defense in general, we still need time to gel. I mean, team defense is built on a lot more than ability and effort. Uh, it's also built on trust. And you only establish that trust with teammates by playing with each other. And the fact of the matter is we've only played, what, five games with each other So with this unit? So, that, was just, that, was, that was just the third game that Luca and Kyrie had played together due to uh, to injuries. When Kyrie first came, Luca was out with a heel injury. And then they came back and they played two games together. And then Kyrie was out with uh, back soreness on that uh, that game in Denver. So he didn't play in that one. And so, I mean, th- that was just their third game together. That- that's what I was saying. Th- the team desperately needed the all-star break, and they, they got it, and they looked refreshed. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a-, a great, you know, last stretch of the season run, especially considering they have one of the easiest schedules. Uh, going into last night, they had the easiest remaining schedule as far as win-loss percentage of their opponents. And after they got the Spurs out of the way, who are – Let's just be honest, guys. They're they're horrible. They're fourteen and forty six. So after they got that one out of the way, it bumped them up to twenty eighth. Uh, so they had the worst remaining schedule. Now they have the twenty eighth easiest uh, schedule as far as win loss percentage. So they can they can you know do some real damage here in the last last little bit of the season. Uh, but you have to like what you saw from Justin Holiday. Uh, he was one of the top buyout market guys. He had a lot of options. You know, he, he could have potentially gone to like Phoenix or. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, you know, another contender like that. But uh, he was asked in post game about, you know, what contributed to him picking the Mavs, you know, considering that he did have so many options. And he just kind of smiled and was just like, you mean other than them having Kyrie and Luca? <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know, sell, man. Yeah, <laughs> so ha- having the two stars is is already helping out in you know recruiting the fringe guys already. So hopefully you know everything goes well the rest of the season, and you know Kyrie resigns to a, a new deal, and then uh, him and Luca can recruit some more, you know, with the the mid level exception and some veteran min- veteran minimum contracts in free agency because mm-hmm. you know a few more pieces here and there and you know you've really you're you're really gonna be cooking so um you'll have something for sure but just great game overall scoring wise because I mean you know uh they had eight players scoring double figures first time that's happened this season uh all five starters scored in double figures Luca led the way with 28 points Kyrie had 23 and then uh, let's see, Reggie Bullock. He was four of six from three. He's been on fire since the start of the year. That's just his career thing, you know. He once it hits January, he he's lights out from three. That's just how it yep. goes. <laughs> so twelve points for him. He played good defense too. Dwight Powell pitched in ten. Uh, Josh Green as a starter pitched in ten. And then you had Christian Wood with fifteen off the bench. Uh, sorry, sixteen off the bench. Justin Holiday with fifteen. And Tim Hardaway Jr., who made his return from injury, too, had 22 points off the bench. He's a underrated piece for this Mavs team, uh, you know, going forward because I know people get upset with his his uh, shot selection sometimes. I do as well, especially yeah. if he's off. But uh, the Mavs have to have somebody who's not afraid to shoot it either, and that's a, that's a big part of it with THJ. So – when he's on and he's, you know, hitting six of 11 from three like he did last night uh, and providing 22 points off the bench, the Mavs are going to be very hard to beat. Um, but next up, the Mavs play the Lakers. Uh, it's LeBron and AD versus Luka and Kyrie. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of speculation, and DJ, I'm sure you've seen me uh, posting about it, but the the national media has just annoyed the hell out of me. I'm just gonna say they they have ESPN and some of these other national media sites have just it's like they even though the trade deadline is over 
and Kyrie is with Luca and the Mavs, and it seems like everything is going well, and you know he's enjoying his new surroundings. The only thing those people can focus on is how can they get Kyrie Irving to the Lakers this summer, and <laughs> that's just uh, every other day I see Brian Windhorst uh, pop up on my timeline on Twitter talking about something else, you know, with Kyrie Irving Lakers related. So. Uh, you have that aspect uh, for this Mavs-Lakers game. It is in Dallas, though. So uh, my my clap back to them was that I think there's, you know, I think it's more enticing for LeBron to want to to be traded to Dallas <laughs> to join, right. join and Kyrie than it would be for Kyrie to leave the situation he's in right now in Dallas and go to the Lakers because, you know, the Lakers, they got better after the trade deadline, they, they traded Russell Westbrook. Uh, they ended up getting uh, D'Angelo Russell and uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. Uh, they got Mo Bamba uh, mm-hmm. from the Magic, which, you know, Mo Bamba, he's not like a, a huge difference maker, but he's better than what they were, you know, he's better than what they were working with at the time. Uh, so they've gotten better. They've gotten deeper, but – if the if the Lakers are going to have any chance of getting Kyrie Irving in the offseason, they would have to gut their newfound depth to do it. So, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those situations where the the Lakers have kind of hit their ceiling, in my opinion. Also, uh, what you have to look at, um, sorry, all, what you also have to look at with that is uh, LeBron's only going to be in LA for another year. Uh, yeah. As soon as Bronny <laughs> is drafted, that's where LeBron's going. So it really makes no sense for Kyrie to go over to the Lakers because LeBron's only going to be there for another year. It's just a fact. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, and, and I mean, <laughs> the guy's 38. I mean, why, why, why would you tie your future to another franchise? And, uh, and look, if Kyrie thinks that the Brooklyn media was bad, oh, uh, you know, go to LA. You know, the the lights are going to be even brighter. <laughs> I mean, just look at what be... they've done to Russell Westbrook. So, I mean, exactly, exactly. Like the Russell, he needs to go talk to Russell Westbrook and ask him how that that LA media stuff went for him while he was while he was out there. So, exactly. And Kyrie is a far more polarizing uh, personality than Russ is. So, I promise you, those people. You know, would, ooh, you know it's funny. It's funny I said he should go ask Russell Westbrook how it worked out for him while he was out there as if he didn't just turn around and sign with the, the Los Angeles Clippers after being yep. <laughs> But you know, but, I feel like the Clippers, they aren't they aren't in the fishbowl like the Lakers are. Does that make sense? Like I feel like yeah, they're not yeah. under near as much of a microscope as the which Lakers are. Which is crazy, are. which is crazy because they've actually had, you know, championship aspirations over the last few years yeah uh it's crazy that they you know they don't they don't get the same pressure that the lakers do even when the 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 team talent overall is just vastly different yeah uh, but you know look i just don't see it man look Le- lebron is 38 he is still amazing he's still that guy uh but you know it's just you can't tie your future to a guy that's 38 because father time comes for everybody. And it's eventually, I'm not, he, he may continue to, to, to age gracefully the way he has, but at some point 
I mean, he's already at that point where he, he can't do it by himself like he used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just having him and potentially adding Kyrie and gutting your depth, that's not going to be good enough for him to, uh, you know, to win another title. So uh, it just seems like a lateral move, and I'm not worried about it. The national media is who's worried about it, and I'm just annoyed with them. So, but well, anyway, not seeing the bigger picture. And they're also not willing to admit to themselves that LeBron's going to follow Bronny wherever he's drafted. Also, Kyrie's playing with the European version of LeBron right now. Uh, (laughs) Who's far younger. Yeah, who's 23, uh, going on 24. I think he has a – I think Luca has a birthday coming up soon. Oh. I think so. Anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, the Mavs play the Lakers on Sunday. It's on ABC – it's a 2.30 tip-off time, which I am just thrilled about. Uh, you know, we'll get it, get it done early and uh, still have the rest of the Sunday evening to do whatever. Uh, but, yeah, they play the Lakers, who are 3-1 and one since the trade deadline. Anthony Davis is back, which obviously helps their ceiling. Uh, the two games that the Mavs and Lakers have played earlier this season have been really good. The Christmas Day game was exciting, and the Mavs ended up – uh, blowing out the Lakers in the final score, you know, the Mavs won by nine, but that final score wasn't really indicative of how much of a blowout it was. And then the second game they played was a double overtime thriller in Los Angeles uh, where Luka outdueled LeBron and uh, the Mavs won 119 to 115. So uh, they've had some really good matchups this year. I expect nothing less on Sunday. Uh, especially with the you know the Kyrie LeBron dynamic, uh, Maxi Kleba could potentially be back, which helps. You know, he's like the only person, and I'm not saying he can stop Anthony Davis anyway, but he's the only person who you know has a shot to deter him a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. Uh, like you said, this team hasn't had enough time to fully gel yet. You started to see signs of that in the the Spurs game. And, you know, it's just going to keep getting better with every passing game. It helps being on a six-game home homestand, so you're not on the road and things aren't as frantic. You get to go home to your, uh, to your loved ones and everything and, you know, come back to the, the, the same place that you're so comfortable playing in. So that, that, they've got that working for them. Uh, I'm looking at the standings before we take off here just to give people an idea. Uh, okay, so the Mavs are 32 and 29. They're only one game back in the loss column. So they've got 29 losses. The two teams ahead of them, the Suns and the Clippers, have 28 losses. So they're only a game back of home court in the West. And then, let's see, the Sacramento Kings, they have 25 losses. So they're four games back in the loss column there. Uh, and the Kings have one of the toughest remaining schedules in the league where the Mavs have one of the easiest. So I think that's something to keep an eye on the rest of the way. Also, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I think maybe home court is probably the, the baseline, you know, what their, what their goal probably is at this point. But the Memphis Grizzlies are the second team in the West, and they have been playing very inconsistent basketball lately. And – the Mavs are just four and a half games behind the Grizzlies. And in mid-March, 
they play the Grizzlies three times in like a, a an eleven day span. <laughs> so there's going to be a chance to make up a lot of ground there. Uh, so depending on how things go over these next two to three weeks, by the time those three Mavs Grizzlies games come up, uh, the Mavs could have a chance to you know potentially overtake them in the standings. But we'll just have to see how it goes. So DJ, I appreciate you joining me for this one doing a quick recap Mavs Spurs and looking ahead to the Lakers and, you know, really the rest of the season and what this team could be. Anything else before we take off? Oh, just, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing this team once we're fully gelled. Um, again, I think the defensive aspect will take care of itself. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm really excited about where this thing's going. So I am too. I mean, look, people can, People can speculate all they want and say that oh well, there's only one ball. That's one thing I saw before the uh, before this thing really got rolling is you know oh there's only one ball and Luca and Kyrie they weren't sure it was going to work and I'm just sitting here thinking like no no Kyrie he is a good shooter he's more than capable of you know playing off ball and Luca's learning how to do some of that he's he hasn't had to do a lot of it throughout out his career but he's capable. And, you know, they're starting to make that work. Uh, those minutes where Luca has to go to the bench are no longer uh, as scary as they used yep. to be because uh, now you got Kyrie running the point when Luca rests, and that just makes a just a whole world of difference. So having a guy that you can stagger minutes like that and you have two superstar players, it's just, it's just crazy. And then also you have tempo change too. Instead of just playing the same exact way, the entire game, if Luca goes to the bench and it's just Kyrie running the show, you put Josh Green out there and a couple other guys who can run in transition, and now now you've like really put the pressure on other teams because you're changing your pace and playing a different way, and they don't know what to do. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Guys, appreciate y'all coming in and listening to it on this Thursday. Uh, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter. Again, it's at Dalton underscore Trig and at Coach Drew 33. Uh, we appreciate y'all coming in and listening every single time. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you do, uh, it'll automatically enter you for a chance to win future giveaways if we do them. I just did one over All-Star Weekend uh, with a, uh, a Luca City Edition jersey. Uh, and we'll, we're going to try to get one more in before sometime before the playoffs start. So I'll be thinking about what I'm going to do for the next one and, and let y'all know. But, guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day. And unless something unless something crazy happens, probably not going to do anything until uh, after the Lakers game. So you guys enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next time.